Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Do you have a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, can you believe that today is the last day of May? I really love the month of May. Hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'm your host, Cynthia Bryan, and the show is brought to you under the auspices of Be the Star You Are 501c3 charity. You can find out more at be the star you are.org and check out our new website btsya.com we're coming to you live on the voice america network and this is the empowerment channel we want to inspire and motivate you and help you to have great dinner conversations as well as be able to live your dreams and be the writer director and producer of your own life you just have to remember every day that the best way to be yourself is to be yourself and it's the only way to be yourself it's to listen to your heart the miracle moment for today is from zen master sono thank you for everything i have no complaint whatsoever that i left that uh, quote because i thought you know if we can say that every day, thank you for everything, you know, we might just begin to feel it and have a little bit of gratitude. Well, we have uh, three great topics for our show today. We are going to be uh, talking about marriage and how actually getting married or, you know, being with a lifelong partner is good for your health. We're also going to talk about what is clean food and bad food and why you should be growing your own. And we're going to touch a little bit on how we can learn to delegate. It's a really hard one. I know for me, I'm one of these people that, you know, I want everything done right the first time. And sometimes that means it's all about me doing it. But we got to let go sometimes and let other people do it. And if they make mistakes, uh, well, we just have to direct them in a little bit better manner. So we're going to talk about uh, getting married and uh, getting hitched. And I was reading uh, from Tina Tessina, who is a, an author and um, a colleague, uh, about what she writes about how, you know, happiness is um, is enhanced when you get married. But what we're going to talk about now is... Um, 
a couple of the financial things that we have to do when we get married because one, uh, money is really one of the most loaded, loved, and loathed topics that anybody can talk about. And even though we use money every single day of our lives, how often do we stop to think about um, what it is we really believe about it? I mean, it would kind of seem weird if we shouted out, oh, I love money, because, you know, it would seem that we are just really um, um, egotistical, I suppose. But the reality is that we really do have to to talk about money and like money, love money, and use it properly in order for us to know that we deserve financial success and that we can uh, assume it. But that also means that we have to talk to our, our partners about it and that we really have to um, to let you know lay it out on the table what debts we owe, um, how we think about it, do we want to save, are we spenders, are we people who just put things on credit cards, all those things are very, very important, especially when you are developing a relationship. So a lot of people are very austere when it comes to money, and other people, you know, don't even think about it. So think about the specifics and uh, listen to your heart, and at the same time, talk about your money goals and your money thoughts and ask the questions, you know, ask each other the questions of how how much risk are you willing to take? You know, what are the kinds of things that you want to spend money on? What are the kinds of things that you don't want to spend money on? And so that you can get onto the same page. But now we're just going to talk about some good reasons to get married because According to Tina, dating is a chance to practice relating to a number of different people. And that's before you commit to an intense intimacy and the responsibility of an actual true relationship. So that whole point of dating is just to experience your new friend without making a real commitment. And no matter how intense your feelings might be, you don't want to expect that your date is interested in a commitment until you have both discussed the subject. And it's obvious that you both feel the same way. Now, if your dating experience lasts a while with this person, hopefully you're going to have that opportunity to disagree, to solve problems, to argue, to spend time together, to talk about money, to figure out whether your relationship is going to work or not. And you would think that the positive signs in a date would be obvious, but you know what? It's, um, it's, you know, we call that the honeymoon stage. It usually lasts six months to maybe even two years. And sometimes we really overlook important clues. So what makes for a great date may not make for a great relationship. So here's a checklist that she actually designed of positive signs that are going to help you evaluate whether your date is a realistic one for a future long-term relationship. And if you have a lot of positives, it might mean that you could establish a very concrete and happy marriage. Uh, number one on most people's lists, when they are asked, what are they looking for in a mate? It's a sense of humor. So of all the characteristics that are essential for getting through life, a sense of humor has to be in the top 10. 
But what kind of sense of humor? Now, you don't want to be joking at someone else's expense or at inappropriate times. That is counterproductive. And using jokes to avoid taking responsibility for your own behavior, that can actually prevent you from solving problems. So the sense of humor that you're looking for in a a marriage partner is one of generosity, one of positivity, one that makes your life more fun, and it makes the tough times a bit easier. So if your date can make you laugh and lift your spirits, that talent might help you through some future difficulties. And let me tell you, it doesn't matter who you are, how much money you have, where you were born, what color your skin is, or what your gender, there will be difficulties in life. So the second most important thing for a marriage partner is that that person cares what you think. Now, a date who asks for and actually listens to your opinions and your feelings and who really remembers what you say and will build on it later and who responds with empathy and sincerity and caring, that's someone you can communicate with. And then if you can communicate with somebody, it's more likely that you're going to be able to form a partnership with them. So you have to pay attention. You can quickly notice the difference between the appearance of caring and absolute true interest. So if your relationship is successful, you'll have years of talking to each other. So you want to find someone who is interesting to talk to and also interested in talking with you. And your date needs to be able to carry on interesting discussions on a variety of topics, not just on, you know, their topic of employment or their favorite baseball team or, you know, their favorite fashion icon. At least show interest. And if the topic is not something he or she is familiar with, perhaps they'll have an opinion on it. And it's a very important that a good conversationalist not only listens to your words and responds to what you say, but has ideas and opinions. So your date shouldn't hesitate to disagree with you or to bring up new topics. You know, uh, the thing about that is, is that we all see the world in a different way. We all wear different colored glasses and we all have different lenses. So it's rather interesting when you, you state something, you don't want somebody who just always agrees with you. You want someone who will tell the truth and tell their truth. Now, another thing that's important is how do you work things out? So research shows that the single most important quality that can determine whether a relationship will succeed or not is how well the couple uh, solve problems. If you have a disagreement when you're dating, you have to uh, look at it as an opportunity to see how the two of you know how to work things out. If you can discuss your differences without becoming defensive or sarcastic or leaving the room or slamming the door, then this is a good sign. It means that you know how to work towards a solution, and then that actually gives your relationship a better chance at surviving. One thing that I always found to be really important, and I do think it's important in any relationship, is that the other person accepts who you are. Now, that means not trying to change you. A well-known book asserts that men are from Mars and women are from Venus. You know John Gray's book. It's been a multi, multi multi-million worldwide bestseller. 
But I think the idea of it, and I've seen him speak in person, and he's been on our radio show, is that everybody is from a different planet. I mean, it's like we're all unique people. That's what Be the Star You Are means, is that each of us has our own star, and each of us has a shining uh, beacon of light. And we don't all have to uh, be the same. And in fact, we can't be. And so the fact is that if we can just understand, accept, each other, then when we see things differently, we will be able to agree or disagree or remain neutral, but at least feel that our different interests, our different opinions, our attitudes, our ideas, it's going to keep life fresh and interesting. And you don't want somebody who is exactly like you because that would pretty be pretty boring. I mean, if everybody was the same, can you imagine how monotonous life would be? So you want your partner to accept who you are, warts and all. Now, openness, that ability to disclose oneself. Now, the whole point of dating is to get to know each other. And while both people may want a little time before disclosing too much, um, your partner, your date, should be comfortable talking about him or herself. And it shouldn't be like pulling teeth to find out what you need to know. So... You really need to be able to ask a question and have it answered honestly. Now, obviously, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. On the first date, I don't think you go too deep into everything. Most people aren't going to run to the altar on the first date unless you're in Las Vegas or Reno and uh, you're pretending to be Elvis Presley or something. Another thing is um, remember that you're going to be creating a life together. And so that means that we have to have a full, interesting life, and that includes jobs and friends and family and relationships and interests and all of that, and you both have to be part of that. So you're more likely to have a healthy, balanced relationship if you understand that when you're involved with a person, you're involved with their whole family, with their friends, with their work. And you have to figure out what is going to be your downtime, how you're going to spend time, um, you know, kind of relaxing, rebooting, what hobbies or sports or community service, and what friends maybe from your circle you're both going to enjoy or which ones are going to have to be eliminated. So we have to focus on some of those things. Intelligence. Now, your date doesn't need to be, you know, a member of Mensa or some absolute genius, but you have to have enough intelligence that you can respect and admire one another. There are several kinds of intelligence from, you know, school learning to independent education, reading, working, traveling, life experiences. But you just want to make sure that the person that you are falling in love with is someone that, again, getting back to conversation, that you are going to want to converse with. You know, we always think about those pictures of, you know, that beautiful airhead blonde who marries the very rich, nerdy-looking guy. But, you know, that's not going to keep anybody's interest for long. You both have to have compatibility. You both have to be interesting in some way. And I do have to say, although... um, a physical appearance does play a part in attraction. It's not the most important thing. I think the most important thing is once you get to know somebody, you start finding them more attractive and you kind of fall in love with that 
that inner beauty, that inner intelligence. Now, what about the balance of modesty, humility, and ego? As you learn about the new person you're dating, you have to look at their character and their personality for signs of a balanced sense of self. If your date can keep successes and failures in perspective, if they can admit personal shortcomings, if they can rise above disappointments and losses, then that's a balanced personality. And they will show a kind of resilience that will travel through life's highs and lows and keep it all in perspective. The last thing you want is somebody who's narcissistic, who's all about ego, We have plenty of that in the news these days. (laughs) Emotionally mature. Now, while it's fun and charming to be able to be childlike and playful, it is important that we are adults. So you want your date to be responsible, on time, self-regulating, emotionally responsive, motivated, you know, have control over impulses. And no matter what joys, sorrows, successes, failures that you face in the course of a lifetime, you want that support. You want that person to be uh, fully participating in a mutual and beneficial life. Now, health history, you know, okay, there's no such thing as perfection. So we really have to throw that out out the window. We always have to strive for excellence. And it is very hard if you have a partner who is all about perfection because unfortunately, that person's never going to be fully, fully happy because there is no perfection. The world is imperfect. There's a lot of uh, crazy things out there. And just look at nature. If you look at a flower, they're not all perfectly formed. Some are deformed, yet they're still beautiful. So both of you, uh, when you are dating, your relationship history probably isn't going to be perfect either. And that means that you're both going to have had failures. You're both going to have made made mistakes. You're both going to have broken hearts. Um, You know, you might have, you know, just done some things that you're not really, really proud of. But hopefully you've grown from it. And what counts is whether your date has learned from the problems confronted his or her own weaknesses and shortcomings and grown as a result of those setbacks. Now, if your date is willing to talk openly about his or her past relationships and can explain what went wrong and how he or she learned to correct the problems and the difficulties in past relationships, that can be an asset rather than a liability. However, remember that Whatever you ask for, you just might get. So if you are the kind of person that might have a bit of a jealous streak in you, and if you do, I really encourage you to work on that because jealousy is really a negative thing that can really, really uh, sabotage a good relationship. Uh, But if you ask a question and you have a partner who is forthcoming, you have to be able to accept the answer. And if you feel that in a relationship you really want to work on it and you think that maybe uh, counseling would help, by all means, do it. Because remember that the person that you're involved with, if they're interested in a committed long-term relationship, they're putting you through the same ringer as you're putting him or her. So you want to be uh, forthcoming And you want to be able to answer uh, truthfully. 
So good luck with your relationships. Learn to be the partner that you would like to be and that you would like to have and you're, and then be looking for that partner. But go ahead and make a checklist of what you think are all the important things for you yeah, to find in a lifelong partner. And then after that, it's fine to go ahead and look at uh, marriage as a long-term goal. And, you know, the research has shown that people who are in long-term relationships, specifically married couples, and specifically men, end up living longer, happier lives. Um, Men die sooner who are not in a committed long-term relationship. So don't know if that's because they're not taking care of their health and they get used to somebody watching over them, but whatever the reason, it's worth looking at. So when we come back from break, we will be talking about foods that are good for you that, and things that are bad for you that you might think are good for you. And we'll go into the garden and talk about that. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Be the star you are. The star you Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well, Salah said, harmony makes small things grow and laughing of it makes big things decay. Well, today is the last day of May and Mother Nature really waved her magical wand this past May, sprinkling glitter and glory among her growing children. No matter where I look, shrubs, trees, landscapes showcased a beauty and harmony that set the month apart from the remaining 11. There were herbaceous peonies that were budding and 
they're ready to bloom actually right about now. They were mixed in with uh, outstanding companionship in, in perennial gardens. There were bouquets of roses decorating pathways and arbors and fields of bearded iris were brightening just even the most mundane areas with their multitude of colors and fragrance and gentle arches. My favorite was the horsenet chestnut and the buckeye trees and the locust trees. They were all overflowing with these grape-like bunches of blooms. And you could get up close to examine the intricacies of the flowers. When spring gets to this point, you know, it's the warmer weather has sped up the blooming season. While only a month earlier, the cooler weather had slowed it down. What was interesting, I talked last month about my uh, waves of blue forget-me-nots. They looked like a sea of blue. And now they settled into a sea of seeds that attached to my clothing. And any place you go, they start spreading the flowers. And it's so interesting because we actually wrote about this in our um, our book Chicken Soup for the Gardener Soul about dancing in a wildflower um, a meadow and then with some old socks and then taking those socks and planting them. Well, you could totally do this with forget-me-nots. I just adopted two baby bunnies this week and the children, the family that brought them to me, they were so enamored with the forget-me-nots. I said, just go dance in them and then take those socks and go plant them when you get home. So I'm hoping that they did that because <laughs> it is interesting. They, they, it does, the, the seeds do come out in the wash, but they're just like little, they just stick to everything, everything. So no matter where you walk, I have seeds on me. Now, along the creek beds, even the poisonous hemlock weeds, they sprouted several feet taller than a previous year. Some got to as, as high as almost 15 feet. They looked like trees. And uh, hemlock has this really pretty cluster of flowers that look like Queen Anne's lace, but you've got to be careful because it's not. Now, the tiny alpine strawberries were so red, ripe, and delicious, and their greatest snacks are in salads, and they're still, I, I still have them all in my garden, and sometimes you can just find them actually while you're on a hike or something. However, I do want to warn, when you're on a hike, if you do not know uh, if something is edible, don't eat it. If it, Even if it looks like a berry and looks like it's edible, it could be poisonous. Now, I will be talking about these strawberries because it's better to eat the alpine strawberries that you're growing than anything that's bought in the store. And I'm going to get to that in just a second. But... <clears throat> Um, also, grass and lawns have been really pretty. Now, I, of course, am a Pearl's Premium fan, and my lawn has never looked so lush and lovely. So what I do, though, of course, is I do not uh, use a bag when mowing. So in other words, the grass just gets cut, and it gets put back into the lawn, which acts like a nitrogen, which is a natural fertilizer. Now, the Old Farmer's Almanac recently contacted a, um, a colleague, gardener writer of mine, asking what tools and products and plants gardeners sought most this year. And then this uh, garden writer posted a request for suggestions on our, on our member community site. And I kind of abbreviated what people responded because I thought it was something really good to know for all of you. So, first of all, everyone is craving information that can be used on a daily basis. 
The second most important thing is we want to grow our own food for better nutrition and first-rate freshness. And I really, for me, this is actually my first priority is to grow my own food. Having grown up on a farm and always grown my own food, I just can't get out of that that, um, thought process because when you hear what's coming up about clean and dirty produce, you'll want to get a pot and start planting your own vegetables and fruit too. The third reason was we want to save money. Well, everybody wants to save money, and that is a good idea. We also want to bring pollinators into our garden so that we can have a very organically friendly habitat. And I like that one, too. I mean, I've always been organic, so that means I've put the welcome mat out for the the birds, the bees, the butterflies, the bats, the hummingbirds. And it is really, really great um, to watch all of these at nighttime. It's interesting. Sometimes it scares me a bit because the bats kind of come swooping down. But, you know, they're out there and they're eating the the bad insects. We want a a reduced waste by composting more. Now, that's such an easy thing to do by just getting a five-gallon bucket. You know, if you have a garage, you can stick it in the garage with a lid on it. If you are in an apartment you can, and you have a balcony, you can stick it out on the balcony. Or you could just put it in a pail underneath your... um, your kitchen sink and then dump it into a bin outside where your garden is. Or if you just have a patio and you don't really have a garden, then you just can do some small composting. We also want tools that are sturdy, long-lasting, and not expensive. And that's a hard one because, uh, interestingly, just because something is expensive doesn't mean that it's better. Some of my absolute best tools, like... um, I have a um, a pitchfork, and I have a uh, a Macintosh, and I have a uh, a shovel and an axe and and a pick that were all my dad's, and so they are you know they're like sixty years old, but they were so well made and so well maintained that they're still just really you know really really doing the job. We also want to explore simpler to use, more environmentally friendly power tools that are battery powered and strong. Now, that's an interesting thought because that way you don't have to use gas and you don't have to use electricity. I notice a lot with all of these gas powered, you know, um, uh, tools, whether it's a, a blower or a weed eater or a trimmer or a, mow, a lawnmower, if you get that gas or the oil on your on your lawn or your grass or in your flower beds, it will kill whatever's there. And it actually sterilizes the soil and you can't plant anything. So I like the idea of battery power. And then you don't even have to worry about cords or any of that. We want space-saving ideas, which would include container and vertical gardening techniques. Now, that's a big one because more and more people are moving to cities, more compact living. There's a lot of... uh, of indication today, you know, that people just want to walk to work, they want to walk to restaurants, they really don't even want to have a car. And so buildings are getting higher and higher, and they're getting more compact. In San Francisco, I was just reading in San Francisco magazine about a company who is um, doing these home shares, they're called, and you sign up and they match you up with a roommate 
And you literally have 56 square feet of room. That's really small. Think about that, 56 square feet. And a divider, it's room enough for a queen bed. And then you share a bathroom and you share a small kitchen. And you might share um, like a lounge area. And they're putting maybe six to eight people in an apartment that would normally be a two-bedroom apartment. So when you think about that, if you have a balcony, you're going to need some vertical gardening. We also want to learn how to prune properly so that what we do prune will, um, will actually thrive. We want low-maintenance native alternatives, and we want drought-resistant plants, especially for those people who live in the West where the drought has ended this year but will be coming again in future years. And, of course, we want to enjoy all of our garden rooms. So any place that we designate as a garden, we would like to have a chair in it or a table or a lounge chair or some place that we can sit back and unwind. So the wants of the the uh, National Garden Community Echo are our own uh, wants. And what I hope to do for you is to continue to bring you the latest tools, tips, tricks that can make your garden experience extraordinary. Now, here's something that uh, you've been waiting for because I really wanted to bring you the the lowdown on clean and dirty uh, produce. And in my opinion, one of the main reasons to grow your own fruits, vegetables, and herbs is to know what it is that you have put into your soil and on your plants and therefore what is going to be in the food you eat. So the USDA discovered 178 different pesticides, 178 different pesticides on sample produce this year with the residue persisting even after the produce was thoroughly washed twice or three times. Now guess what produce topped the list? Strawberries. Strawberries is absolutely the dirtiest vegetable or fruit that you can eat. Even after many, many washings, there were still 20 different pesticides remaining in a strawberry. So, you know, the next time you go to that that party where they have those big, luscious, big strawberries, or maybe they're even dipped in chocolate, just know that it's not just a healthy snack. There are 20 different pesticides on that, unless that strawberry was raised organically. And so that's another reason to grow your own strawberries and your own alpine strawberries. I'm growing my own strawberries, and I actually just picked a big strawberry this morning. And there's, you know, like oranges and grapes, there's a sweetness when you grow your own that you just can't compare it to. I think it's because these other things are picked green, and they're not allowed to ripen naturally. So um, the cleanest and therefore the healthiest of produce, this is going to be the cleanest. I'm going to start with the cleanest and then I'll go to the dirtiest. The number one is corn. Now, one of the things you want to think about when you're talking about clean is usually when you can pull pull off a cover of something. You know, you can unpeel it or you can peel it you know, like a banana, whatever, then that usually helps it be a little cleaner. So corn, avocados, pineapples, cabbage. Now, cabbage is just, you know, it just comes as a a ball. Onions, peas, papaya, 
asparagus, mangoes, eggplant, honeydew melons, kiwis, cantaloupe, cauliflower, and grapefruit. Now, those were the uh, cleanest fruit. And from what the USDA says, pesticide residue is extremely rare on that clean 15. So these are items that you can buy and serve without worry if you don't grow them. However, let's see. On that list, what is very easy to grow? I find that cabbage, onions, peas, eggplant, uh, and grapefruit are all very easy to grow. Um, I haven't, I've only had luck uh, with avocados when I had an avocado tree that was already pre-planted. I didn't plant it. It was already at the house when I got there. I have had luck with corn. I had great popcorn last year, but you have to uh, watch for some of the bugs on corn. So corn you can plant. I've never planted a papaya. We did grow asparagus as kids, but I haven't grown it as an adult. I don't think that mangoes would grow in um, in Northern California here. As far as I know, you'd have to be in the tropics. Melons you can grow. I've grown kiwis, and they're wonderful. I've grown cantaloupe, and they're great. And I've grown cauliflower. But um, some of those can be a little bit, you know, they take up some space, so not everybody can do it. But now here's the dirty dozen. And this is the, the terrible thing. This is a list of the worst produce culprits that you can purchase. So what this means is you want to either eliminate these from your diet or you need to buy organic or best of all, you want to try to grow your own. So topping the list, as I said, is strawberries, the dirtiest of the dirty. Next is one you wouldn't expect because we all seem to go out and order this or we love it or we follow Popeye, spinach. Spinach is an extremely dirty um, green with a lot of pesticides. Now, it's easy to grow, so you might want to do that. Nectarines. Now, see, I wouldn't have thought nectarines, but, but again, you don't peel them. You usually eat the whole thing. The fourth is apples. Now, we've always been told an apple a day keeps the doctor away, but the reality is if you're not buying an organic apple and you're not growing your apples, you're probably you know, going to cause the doctor to come to you. Peaches. Now, you do peel peaches. You don't usually eat them with the fuzz, but they are not good. Celery, grapes. Now, people love grapes. Now, I am a real snob when it comes to grapes because I grew up in the vineyards. And to me, grapes in the store, whether they're organic or not, they don't taste like anything. So I never buy grapes. Uh, But again, grapes are really easy to grow. And from what I witnessed from traveling all over the world, they seem to grow everywhere. So consider growing grapes. Another one is pears. We all seem to like, you know, those pear salads with hazelnuts or whatever. Bad. And you peel them. Cherries. Oh, it's cherry season right now. And the Bings and the Queen Anne's, they're out there. Uh, I've been fighting the birds for my cherries. So far, I've only gotten six. You know, the birds are winning. Number 10 on the list is something that, as Americans, you know, is kind of part of, of who we are. Tomatoes. Now, again, I'm another one of the snobs with that. I only grow my own tomatoes, but uh, I, and I suggest that you do too. Uh, getting a tomato plant, you can buy one for a couple of dollars and just stick it in a pot. They don't take much water. They do need sunlight, and you could have one tomato plant, and especially if it's a cherry tomato, you could probably have plenty of tomatoes for you and your whole family just from one plant without any pesticides. 
And the next thing on that is bell peppers. And finally, potatoes. So potatoes are a staple of so many of our diets. And usually we are told to eat the skins and everything. But all of these have a lot of pesticides in it. So again, I'll read it to you. Strawberries, spinach, nectarines, apples, peaches, celery, grapes, pears, cherries, tomatoes, bell peppers, and potatoes. So that's really awful. Now, um, for those of you who live in Northern California and you have East Bay Municipal Water District as your water company, I just want to encourage you to write an opposition letter to the new rate hikes that are happening. They're going to implement them the 1st of July. And it's going to end up being over 25% of what you're paying now. They're going to implement 9.5% this year for water and 5% for sewage. And then another 9.5% next year. And then that just keeps going. And I guess I'm especially angry about it because all of us have been conserving so diligently and not flushing toilets and, you know, taking really short showers and putting buckets in our showers. And now the reservoirs are overflowing. The snowpack in the Sierras is is the highest it's been in over 100 years. There's a ton of water. And instead of of, um, having our rates go down, they are raising them by 25%. So you can send a letter and say that you are opposed to East Bay Mud, MS218, P.O. Box 24055, Oakland, California, 94623. And do it today because it uh, the uh, hearing is coming up. And if we don't pro- to protest, they're just going to, you know, pass it. And I just feel that the exec should be taking should be taking some cuts and there's a lot of places they can cut. They don't have to charge all of us consumers who've been working so hard. Now I just have a few uh, tune-ups that you should do in preparation for June because the warmer months are coming. Uh, Tune up your irrigation system. You want to check your sprinklers that aren't working. You want to check if bushes or fences are blocking any sprinkler heads. If you have any broken pipes or clogged nozzles or leaky hoses and valves and any sprinklers that are spraying driveways or walkways, get them fixed now. Uh, Also, go ahead and order some mulch. It's great for water retention, weed prevention. Three to four inches is recommended. Your soil is going to improve over time as well and it will keep your plants at an even temperature so they don't get too hot or too cold and while you are uh, gardening make sure that you take some breaks to protect your back and your knees plant your summer blooming bulbs and seeds there's over a hundred different choices of bulbs and 200 perennials that are perfect for summer planting so you can check some of the uh, the garden um, catalogs that are coming out Now, uh, eat some blueberries, plant blueberries. Did you know that they improve memory? They lower cancer risk. They promote heart health. You can plant a container of blueberries. They're really easy to grow as a patio plant. And one serving provides 25% of your daily vitamin C requirement. And finally, um, I've announced it before, but I have been chosen to be a judge in America's Best Gardener Contest. So you should enter uh, your best garden photo. The top prize is $50,000. That is a lot, $50,000. I wish I could enter, but I'm a judge, so I can't. And all you have to do is go to America's 
bestgardener.com. That's America's with an S, bestgardener.com. So I hope that you enjoy Harmony every day and that you truly enjoy the, the magic that has been made and are preparing for a magnificent summer. Happy gardening and happy growing. And when we come back from break, we have much more to talk about because we're going to be talking about how to delegate so that you can get more done and be a great director without being a dictator. My name is Cynthia Bryan. I'm also known as the Goddess Gardener. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. I hope that you'll just stay with me. I'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. In order to take charge of your future, you must have a target goal. And these need to be specific written goals. When you write your goals, you're telling your mind and your heart that you mean business. Break your goals into small, manageable steps so that you can take concrete actions to get where you want to go. Identify obstacles, create strategies to overcome them. Then surround yourself with supportive people who believe in you and believe you can be successful. Set some timetables and stick to them because your brain is like an inner guidance system and it'll map out your travels and the choices that you make. What you think about and talk about will eventually come about. So feed your mind with the important important information. Change your negative images to positive beacons of hope by changing the way you think about yourself and your aspirations. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com or to book a consultation, call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are, the star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be the Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be the Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Be the star you are. Org. Dare to care. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. 
Do you know how to communicate a task when you need something done? It is one of the hardest things to do to delegate if you're not used to it. So we're going to talk about how to lay out our clear expectations so that we can really accomplish the work that needs to be done with everyone feeling like they have participated. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, if you have just joined us. And we're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And the show is brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. So clarity is really vital when you delegate any task. We really have to learn how to explain exactly what it is that we want, and we need to agree on the output. Uh, for example, saying to somebody, I would like this done ASAP, that isn't specific because what does ASAP mean? Does that mean today? Does it mean tomorrow? Does it mean next week? Or does it mean as soon as you possibly can get to it, which could be a month from now? So we can never assume that someone is going to do a task the way that we would naturally do it. And especially if we're working with different generations, every generation has kind of a different Um, manner of looking at how they approach work. So if you are the person in charge and you want someone to do something, you really need to be very clear of what it is. You know, if you want them to uh, send a letter as opposed to an email, you need to say that. So you don't want to just say, you know, send a note to Mr. Smith. Be specific, whether that is a, a, a written note, a handwritten note, a type note, a printed note, an email note. <laughs> and it's very important to do that. Um, it's also important to show as opposed to just telling. If you demonstrate what your success to you means, um, then it's going to be easier for the other person to follow. I know I'm a very visual person, so if someone shows me how to do something, it's much easier than if they tell me. Uh, For example, our new website, btsya.com, which is um, from WebStarts, I was really lucky because uh, one of the designers at WebStarts asked to be a volunteer with Be The Star You Are. And what he wanted to do for Be The Star You Are is help to design our new website, which was wonderful to me. Because how I had met as I had called, because I was just, I was struggling with the written, you know, with the written words. I just couldn't quite comprehend them and and, uh, follow them. But when he talked me through it exactly and showed me where I needed to go on the website and what button I needed to push, it just made it so much easier. So basically, I he walked me through it step by step, and that made it so that now I don't have to ask as many questions. So if you are working with somebody and you want them to do something that is going to be as near to excellent as possible, Show them some examples of what excellent means to you. Uh, And you know what? A lot of um, industries, they have a person shadow another person until they learn the ropes. And then once they feel comfortable, then they can do it on their own. That is a really great teaching technique because when you shadow somebody, you can put your own flair on it, but you actually have learned the uh, shortcuts and a, a better way to do things. 
Now, whenever you're asking someone to uh, to do a task, and especially if it's an intern, or with me having running Be the Star You Are charity, I'm always having to uh, assign tasks or ask volunteers if they'll do something. It's really important to be honest with your request, but be express it with enthusiasm because I look at every task as important, no matter what it is. And so if it's just, you know, taking down notes while, um, while we're in a meeting, perhaps it's a good opportunity for that person to learn about the opinions of the other people in the room or even to express some of their own opinions or just to see how the politics of the company work. So remember always that being a delegator is not being a dictator. It's always good to be kind and to be nice and to put yourself in the other people's shoes. Now, how do you decide whether what you're doing is working? So once you have uh, transferred ownership of that task or that job, determine how you're going to get updates. Like what I do, uh, for example, right now for Express Yourself, Brigitte Gia, who is one of our hosts, she is also tackling being a guest coordinator where she is um, searching for correct guests for Express Yourself. Now, although I do most of the booking of guests, I really like it when our young people step up and they they select guests that they would like to see and then I hunt for them and invite them. So what we do is I have a set time that every Friday I have to have a spreadsheet or a note from her indicating who she has contacted or who she's interested in contacting. And if she hasn't contacted anybody, I still want an update every Friday. So I think that's what's very important is you have to really set um, timelines and very, very clear goals and very specific checkpoints. And in that way, when you're specific, you're going to get more results. So even if, you know, somebody can't meet a timeline, if they at least know that um, they can send you a quick email or a text and say, I have nothing for you today, but we'll tomorrow or, or whenever and be and have them be specific when they have the next um, the next update. That's very important. Now, if there's any problems, you need to troubleshoot together. Be upfront about what's working and what's not working. Learn to ask a series of very honest questions. You know, I mean, did I give you all the information you need? Is there anything else I can help you with? Do you need more training? Do you feel comfortable doing what I've asked you to do? Do you feel this empowers you? You want to participate in the solution because you want to turn the conversation from defensive to tactical. You don't want anybody to get defensive. You want everyone to feel like they are part of the team and you all are on the same page and you all have the same goal. So that's very important. And then just remember that no matter what, we're going to have to compromise. you got to kind of roll with the goals, right? You know, sometimes you might not be able to articulate your version and your vision in a way that could be completely understandable to another person. And especially if you're doing it uh, via the computer or email, it might not be as clear. And especially if it's something maybe creative or artistic where you really need to sit down and draw something or be face-to-face with the person. So just be open and set that up in the very beginning with the person that 
openness and an open communication and a dialogue is what you want. And you want them to step up and say, hey, I don't get this. I, I, don't, I don't understand what you want. Oh, or I feel like I'm making a mistake or I don't feel like I'm you know, doing my best work here. Can you help me um, be more clear on what it is you want? Because even though tasks aren't done you know, perfectly, again, I've said this many times, there's no perfect. If it gives you time to focus on a project, then that is an important, an important thing. So you have to look at the whole project that you're all working on because why do you have a team? It's so that you all can have some downtime. It's so that nobody is working so hard that they just can't, um, they can't do anything else or they can't have dinner with their family or they can't spend time with their kids or they, you know, they can't go play that game of, of baseball or pickup or whatever it is. So just if you want a win, just learn how to connect and to communicate. Well, that is it for our show for today. I hope that you have gone away with a few tidbits of wisdom and that you will be looking at finding a very happy partnership that will hopefully lead to a long committed relationship that you will grow your own vegetables or at least avoid that dirty dozen and uh, increase instead the uh, clean 15 (laughs) and that you learn to delegate more so that all everyone on your team can have a little bit more time and a little bit more um, freedom in their schedule so thanks so much for joining me here on star style be the star you are every wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m pacific on the voice america network empowerment channel where we're coming to you live we will always try to bring you the latest information and to bring you the success spurts we also invite you to listen to our teen and young adult show express yourself on next week's show we're going to have best-selling author ellen hopkins she's been on the show a few times so that will be a really exciting show that's tuesdays at noon for more information about star style productions visit cynthiabryan.com to make a donation or get involved with be the star you are charity visit be the star you are.org and also visit btsya.com, which is our, uh, our very creative community. And until we celebrate again next week, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. You've been listening to Star Style. I thank you, and I encourage you to go out into the world and be the star you are. Remember to dream, create, inspire, and always make a difference. It's going to make your life much better. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. 
For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.